Well, welcome everybody. It's outstanding to be back. Tonight's class is titled Two Levels of Love and Fear. Has anyone here ever been in the presence of someone who they consider truly, truly on, on a different field? So, someone that just, they felt not themselves in their presence. Well, it means while you were in their presence, you just were completely awed by them. You kind of lost your own sense of self. Well, it sounds like they're good. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, no, no. Actually, I want to be clear. This has nothing to do with fear. It's just to do with... It, it's a high level of awe. It's like you're just so amazed being in this person's presence. You're so awed that you just lose yourself. Sure. Wow. That's be that's absolutely beautiful and special. There are people that when we're around them we lose our self of sense, our sense of self. People said this when they were in the presence of the Rebbe. You just lost, you were so odd that you lost your own sense of, sense of being is a bad word to me, it's, it's perhaps it's a negative connotation. But in their presence you just felt, you felt them, you didn't feel yourself. So when we talk about fear of Hashem, and this is something that's come up many times, fear sounds negative. And I want to review that in Hasidus, we never talk about punishment. That would be called fear of punishment. And I think one of the reasons we confuse the word fear is because we think of fear as I'm scared of getting hurt. But that's not what our, the conversation here is about. The, when we talk about fear, we're talking about fear... Well, there's going to be <laughs> three levels we're going to discuss. But the highest level is going to be fear and, and awe in the presence of Hashem. You lose yourself. If Hashem is everything, so your fear is, in the words of Tanya, it's an embarrassment. It's being a little ashamed, not ashamed that you are who you are. But like, almost like there's almost a shame that you are so small and Hashem is paying so much attention to you. 
And when we look at this, the Mishnah, there's a fascinating Mishnah in Ethics of Our Fathers that seemingly is cryptic. The Mishnah says, without wisdom, there's no fear, and without fear, there's no wisdom. Okay, so which one comes first? Let's, re let's review it. And I'll actually highlight it on the screen so you could, you could join me. Where there is no fear, there is no wisdom, is one half. And uh, and later on, we're going to talk about where there is no f where there is no fear, there is no wisdom. Wait. Say the question. So, so just to review, the, the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, if there's no wisdom, there's no fear. And then it says, if there's no fear, there's no wisdom. Yes, go, go Mark. You get your wisdom through learning, and if you don't learn, you have no wisdom. If there's no fear, there's no learning. Well, you overcome fear by learning, but is that the only way to learn? But here it says, that's, a, that's also a fascinating insight. Okay, I appreciate your point, how fear leads us to learning. And that's kind of something we've been discussing. Fear is one of the wings of, of our service. True point. But what's the contrast? Why does it start off and say, if there's no wisdom, there's no fear? And then it says, if there's no fear, there's no wisdom. Say it again, more Basha, please. Mm -hmm.
No, no, no problem at all. So, so let's. So what? What is it? Where does this take us? So we're going to learn the foundation of everything. Like you said, needs to be fear, and fear will lead to wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the fulfillment of Torah and mitzvot. We can't fulfill the Torah and mitzvot without the foundational fear. But when we serve Hashem appropriately, that will lead us to a new level of fear. So the foundation has to be fear that leads us to service of Hashem. And service of Hashem will now lead us to a new level of fear. Because remember, fear in our has many connotations what we're referring to. Let's see that inside. Just to review, we concluded last week in chapter 42 that each one of us has naturally inside of us a hidden fear that Moshe, our, our shepherd Moshe gave us. So concerning this year Tata lower fear which is directed to, toward the fulfillment of His commandments in both areas of depart from evil and do good. Remember, there's depart from evil. So Mark turns to his daughter and says, don't do anything bad. But hopefully you'll also add, Mark, do some good as well. There's two separate messages. Doing good doesn't mean we don't do bad. Agreed upon? Yeah. So we have to have sur meira. Thus, we have to depart from evil and do good. So it was said, if you want to accomplish this, it says, where there is no fear of God, no fear, no wisdom. If you don't have the foundational fear, we're not going to be able to serve Hashem appropriately. And in this lower level of fear, there's, it compromises a quality of smallness and a quality of greatness. Now I want to focus in, in order to really understand what it means, smallness and greatness, I want to talk about humility and humble, being humbled. Garrison, do you have a question? No. It, it was just my imagination. Okay. What is humility and being humble. So, a student in front of his teacher may be extremely humble, but he still feels that he is his own person. There's my teacher. I receive from him. I, I really need his assistance, but I am me. Let's give, the, let's give that the term I could be nullified to my teacher, but it is only um, the self-nullification of a being, of being aware of my existence. So I, it's making me think about my value relative to something bigger. Betul Hayesh, looking at my value relative to something bigger. I have, I have a value, it may be very little. Relative to my teacher, I may not be that valuable, but I'm still something. Bittul Hayesh. The nullification of myself relative to something else. So again, when you're in front of your te just an average teacher, you may, be, you may feel humble 
in front of him, but you're still a something. I, I still have some knowledge to myself. I'm still I still have some 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 independent worth. That's bittel hayesh. Then we have bittel b'metzias. Bittel b'metzias means it's a complete and total nullification, meaning that I don't feel I'm a separate entity. Period. Now I want to I want to comment. You know, sometimes we we talk about people that they were nullified to God, and we look at them as as like animals. In other words, they had no self value. They look down at themselves. We're not talking about anyone looking down at themselves. <laughs> Actually, it's looking up. If you're one with God, if you're the prince's son, that's that's a step up. If you are the king himself, that's an even greater step up. So we have the when we're talking about being humble and nullified before God, we have two conversations. One is the that I am nullified in front of God because God is so awesome and I'm just so small. But I'm still small. I'm still something. And then we have that I'm completely nullified to God. I'm one with God. I'm not even a separate entity. Anyone willing to try and share back what I said? Daniel, give it a shot, please. I know you shook your head no. Give it a shot. Do you feel like you're valuable right now? You have a, you have a feeling. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> so, Bittel Hayesh and Bittel B'Metzias. And let me translate the words literally. Bittel Hayesh means the nullification of the exist of the independent being but I'm still a being Bethel B'Metzius means my whole existence is nullified so when I am being humble to God before God is it that I am nothing if I am nothing at all there's only God or is it I'm something I'm just very small And let me clarify, before you go ahead with trying, the more the greater nullification is when you're nothing. Because again, you're not nothing that you're a piece of garbage. You are everything. You are that means you're one with God. But you're just not a separate entity. Yeah, yeah. You're saying that there's a blessing of humility. And the conversation is how humble, or I want to use a different word, which is going to be the more precise word here, how nullified, because I just want to use it, how nullified are you to God?
And that's exactly my my point. And Mark, thank you, Mark. You you chime in if you have. But and Gershin and Bash and more Bash and Myra just chime in. But the point we're saying here is: the more nullified you are, the greater you are. Because nullified means you're nullified to Hashem. You're one with Hashem. No, that's what I want to clarify. No! Nothing independent. I'm nothing for myself. I, I am nothing. There's only one thing. I am no thing. There's only one thing, and that's Hashem. Okay, and, 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 good, and, you say, you're saying good, and, how, how does that mean that we are separate beings? It's, you're right, Hashem created the world for us. And we are one with Hashem. To be clear, the moment we say we're separate from Hashem, it's actually, it's a ter- if we were to talk on a high level, it's a grave mistake. Just to, just to clarify this point, Mark, it's a grave mistake in the sense that you're saying there's two differences. There's two items. There's Hashem and you. And remember, all do by, how many of us are familiar with Adon Olam? Adon Olam, let's just quote it. Adon Olam, Master of the world, Asher Malach, which ruled Biterim Kol Yitzur Nevra before the creation of anyone, and then we continue that Hashem before and after the world is no difference. So saying that there's a new being, there's now a mark. That's a problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we are the omnipotent. You're one. We're going to end the class five minutes early. I'm going to show you a video I've shown at this class probably three times. I can never show it enough. It's an amazing video. So before, we'll, we'll stop looking inside a few moments prior. Yes, Mark. Gershon, sure. Absolutely.
So, so Gershon, could I rephrase what you're saying? I'll try. I think what you're saying is an observation that we learn in the Medrash. Hashem created us thinking we're separate individuals because the greatest happiness He gets is when we realize we're one with Him. Is that... Does, is that... A, You know, Garrison, I'm going to challenge you. We're learning side. And before we conclude, we'll, you'll, we'll see if you have clarity to your question. Let's see it inside. We're hold, so we said that the foundation needs to be fear. And this, within the foundational fear, there's two types of fear. There's a fear that comes from smallness and a fear that comes from greatness. So to be clear, the fear that comes from smallness is a natural fear. If you're just revealing a fear within you, but it was not something you uh, came through your intellect, that's a, it's a small, we're going to call that smallness. It's not something that your intellect kicked in with. But then there is a fear that allows us to be nullified to Hashem, but still believe we are separate existences that comes from contemplation. Let's read it inside and, 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 and we'll, we'll see if it makes sense as we read it. The latter, the fear of greatness, being the quality of fear that's has, that has its origin in contemplation on the greatness of God. So you think about the greatness of God. What's the greatness? What are we thinking about? Hashem feel, fills all worlds. And the Gemara and Chagiga tells us, how long does it take to go from heaven to earth? We're not talking about to leave this, this, to leave the world. To leave the world, we know we, we have spaceships. We're talking how long will it take to leave from the physical world to the spiritual world? To the spiritual world? Well, the Gemara and Chagiga says it's a distance of 500 years. Now, the understanding is it's not literally 500 years. If you went to a spaceship for 500 years, you would, but it's, it's a, some sort of measure that tells us how far away it is. And, now that's just to go from the physical to spiritual. If you wanted to go from one heaven to the next, it's another 500 years. And the feet of the chayot, of the holy angels that are on the um, God's chariot, measure up to all of them. So the distance between this world and the highest world, which are, it's going to be uh, close to 3,500 years, if we're talking in years, seven, seven. Uh, seven uh, worlds and seven heavens. So those 3,500 years, that amount of, that distance is just a feat of the angels of God's chariot. And, and we're using these terms to tell us how 
how great God is. And similarly, if you think about how all the worlds came one from the next, one, meaning there's a chain of worlds, God created one world that led to another world until this world, one above the other to the topmost heights. If we, if we think about the awesomeness of God, well, I want to ask you before we look further in Tanya, is that going to bring us to complete self-nullification? Or it's going to bring a meaning that we feel like we're, that we feel that we are no being? Or will it make us feel just like a small being? Again, think about how awesome God is. Is that going to make us feel like no thing or like a really small thing? Let's see the answer inside. Nevertheless, continues Tanya, this fear is called an external, an inferior fear because it is derived from the worlds, which are garments of the King, the Holy One, blessed be He. Meaning we're not talking about Hashem Himself, we're looking at Hashem's creations, who conceals and hides and closes Himself in all of these worlds to animate them and give them existence, that they, that they may exist ex nihilo, something from nothing. So this is a lower level of fear because we still feel like something. Yeah, God is awesome. He created the higher world and the lower world and me. So it's really amazing. If we take this chain, I'm, 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 I'm the bottom, but I'm the bottom of this big chain. Right? One dollar has value next to a trillion dollars. It's a very small value. It's not a lot, but a dollar has value to a trillion. Yet this fear is a gate and entrance to the fulfillment of the Torah and commandments. So if there's no fear, there's no wisdom. Because first we have to have fear of God. Again, not a fear that He's going to hurt us, God forbid. Fear meaning, whether it's revealing the natural fear of God that we're going to follow what He says, which is a level of smallness in the lower level, or, or whether it's a, the level of, of greatness within the lower level. Thinking about the greatness of God... Which, these two fears, I'm still a somebody. I'm a small somebody. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, just a, I'm just a small somebody, but I'm a somebody. You know, right? What do they say? Trample on me, stamp on me, kick me, but do it to me. I'm still a somebody. Right? They say all news is good news. Even by, what are they? All news, all, all, uh, isn't there such a thing? That for a politician, well, well, that's what you say. But don't politicians say all news is good news? As long as you're talking about me, talk. So the lower level of, of this fear is that I'm a somebody, but I'm a small somebody. Then we come to a higher level of fear. Yira ila'o. Yira ila'o literally translated means higher fear. And this fear is fear coming from a sense of shame. Not embarrassment. Let's be clear. Not that I'm 
Not that I'm embarrassed, I'm a bad person. No, it's shame and inner fear that derives from the inward aspects of godliness within the world. It was said concerning this level, if there's no wisdom, there's no fear. In order to have this higher level of fear, this sense of shame in front of Hashem, you have to have wisdom. Why? The first thing you need to do is learn. Because what are you ashamed of if we don't understand the creation of the world we don't understand Hashem a step further in the words of the Mishnah it says without Chachma without wisdom there's no fear and now Tani is going to tell us Chachma three things about Chachma number one where there's no wisdom there's no fear for Chachma it's made up of the letters Chaf Ches Mem which could also read Koach Ma, the power of what? In other words, a person that is on the level of Chachma understands that everything is Ma, everything is coming from directly from Hashem. Similarly, we have another quote, and Chachma Me'ayin Timatze, Chachma wisdom comes from ayin, from nothing. If someone is on the higher level of wisdom, that means they understand that everything comes from nothing, from Hashem. Similarly, the Mishnah says, Ezehu Chacham, who's a wise person? Haroes Hanolet, someone who sees that which is born. That is to say, he sees how everything originates and comes into being ex nihilo by means of the word of God and the breath of his blessed mouth. A smart person, that doesn't mean someone who's, who has who is intellectually smart. Chachma wisdom means you're able to look at whatever it is and know what its creation was. Know that it's all from Hashem. So now, if we know that everything comes from Hashem and everything is within Hashem, everything is a part of Hashem, so there's no separate being. As is written, and all their host by the breath of his mouth. Everything in the world was created by the mouth of Hashem. Therefore the heavens and the earth and all their host are truly nullified in reality within the word of God and the breath of his mouth and are accounted as nothing at all, as not and nothingness indeed. Just as the light and brightness of the sun are nullified within the body of the sun itself. Creation came from which power of Hashem? You know, for example, we learn a child comes from the brain of his... The initial creation of the, fa- of the child starts off from the brain of the father. And then it comes down into create seed. But it starts from the brain. That's a very high level. A child is a very high level of his father and mother. Creation, we don't say it comes from Hashem's wisdom... We actually say creation comes from Hashem's words. I don't know about you, but I know my word is very cheap. I could talk a lot. And I have no clue what I said. It often have people ask me, what did you say? I have no clue what I said. Talk is cheap. When we say the world was created by Hashem's word, it's actually telling you that creation comes from a very low level within Hashem. However, even this low level, it's 
is completely nullified within Hashem. So the creation comes from Hashem's word, which is nullified within Hashem. So that means that relative to Hashem's greatness, we're just a part of that greatness. We're not, we don't have a separate value. Like a drop of water doesn't have a separate value. Let me give you an example. A drop of water, if you take it out of the sea, it has an individual value. A drop of water in the sea has no individual value. And again, that's not a bad thing. It's because it's part of a bigger, something much bigger. <laughs> I love the next words of Tanya. Tanya says, And let not man regard himself as an exception to this principle. Yes. Moshe Mendel and Mark, Myra, Gary, Daniel and Basha, they are nullified to God. But I, I'm not. I'm, there's everybody else and I'm a somebody. No, no, no. Let not man regard himself as an exception to this principle. For also his body and his nefesh and his ruach and his nesham are nullified in reality in the word of God. Whose blessed word is united with his thought. As has been explained above at length, chapter 20 and 21, taking as an example the human soul, one utterance of whose speech and thought are veritably as nothing. And this is what it's meant by the verse, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. So let's summarize. Then we're going to see if Gershon still has a question. We've learned that the foundation has to be fear. Fear, whether it's a natural fear, or whether it's a fear, think about the greatness of God. But those two levels of fear still leave me being a somebody. Then there's a higher level of fear. It's a level of shame. Shame being that I am nothing separate from Hashem. There is no me, there's only Hashem. Gershon, Yes, and that's why I started off the class talking about the example of being in front of a person of greatness. Because without having that experience, it's hard to understand. But there are times that we're in front of someone else and there, there's a shame that comes on us. Again, it's not a bad shame, but it's just like, whoa, who am I? How am I even able to be in... How am I able to be here right now? It's not a feeling of, of low... It's not, a, it's not a bad feeling, actually. It's an awesome feeling. Let me share. Garrison, did I ask... Say it again, Garrison. Oh, okay, yes, yes. Gershon, did, did this, did we answer your question by any chance?
Awesome. Well, let me conclude with one of my favorite videos, and I'll take your comments and thoughts after. Here we go.